Hi everybody, the Complex PTSD guy here. I'll start out by saying I'm not a doctor or psychiatrist, I'm just a guy living with complex PTSD, and I'm sharing my own ideas, experiences, and opinions on this podcast. I'm going to share two books with you, um, and then I want to share a short list of things that are good, or at least things that have helped me with coping with stress. Um, One book, and this is something that was on TV I saw yesterday, um, relates to PTSD from being in the military and like combat and war and um, I'll just say military situations. Um, That book is titled Invisible Storm, A Soldier's Memoir of Politics and PTSD. It's by Jason Kander. I think his last name is spelled K-A-N-D-E-R. He was a former army intelligence officer, and I believe he served in Afghanistan. Um, That was, I think, on C-SPAN yesterday. He was talking. I actually didn't watch the whole thing, but I saw his name, and I saw the title of the book. And so if you've been in military um, and you have PTSD related to that, you might like that book. I just want to recommend it because he was talking about PTSD, Um, and obviously that's what I talk about. I also want to share a list of coping mechanisms for stress. These are things I use, and again, I'm not a doctor, um, but one is my favorite book on aromatherapy, which aromatherapy is awesome. Also, massage therapy is awesome, and if you can ever find a massage therapist that specializes in aromatherapy, I highly recommend that because the person I see, that's what he does. I shouldn't say he specializes in aromatherapy, but he uses it during the massage. So he'll use like eucalyptus and frankincense and he uses something else and I can't remember what it is now. But the book that I want to recommend is by a woman named Sandra White and it's called Aromatherapy, A Practical Introduction. I've had this book I think for about 10 years and this is like the top-notch book on aromatherapy. It shows pictures of how to apply aromatherapy, how to actually use plants and mix them like how to use parts of the plants for your own aromatherapy. And then it gives really detailed lists of what each aroma, its properties are and what it treats and what you can use it for if you're struggling with, you know, whatever it is, a headache or depression or whatever. And again, I'm not a doctor and that's that's just according to what you'll see in that book. Um, and if you ever do get a massage, by the way, it's really important to learn to relax So whenever I became a massage therapist 14 years ago, um, I did not know how to relax. I didn't, I was very stiff. Anytime they'd be up at my shoulders massaging, I would almost kind of clench up. And even if they told me to relax, I didn't really know how to do that. And when you're in massage school, they actually teach you how to relax. Like they'll have you hold your arm out and they'll wiggle your arm around and they'll be like, relax your arm. And they'll literally wiggle it. And then you you learn how to become jello, basically. So if you ever see a massage therapist, you know, don't be afraid of them. Um, but keep yourself nice and relaxed. Your legs, too. If they work on your legs, don't clench up. You know, relax. Like, let yourself be at peace. Because you'll get a lot better massage that way. And again, I highly recommend... Um, sometimes, even if they let you take your own music, um, sometimes people take their own aroma... I used to have a woman who came in and she brought in natural, like homemade lavender. And it was, I think it was homemade. Um, It had little flowers in it. And she just wanted me to use that, so I used it. Um, But you can use all types of things. Um, There's a lot of different 
a lot of different realms in the world of massage therapy. There's Reiki. Um, I was actually trained in Reiki. And whether whether you believe it or not, you know, if is it real or is it not? I have I have no idea. But hey, if it helps, it helps. Um, it very well could be real. And so I mean the same for you know um, there's all types of things you can treat headaches. Um, I actually had someone recently who told me whenever I was massaging them, I'm very intuitive because as soon as I would find something that I could tell was stressed out, I would I would pressure it differently and I would work on it differently. And they're like, you're finding all the spots, you know, and it's just because I'm I'm feeling it out. I'm feeling the muscle out. Um, but some other things besides aromatherapy, I've mentioned before games, but also... Um, so yesterday I was with some people and there was a kid there and we played, it was technically a kid's game, but let me tell you, this was no easy game. Um, it was life, the game life, and there were so many instructions. I thought I was taking a college math test. I was like, I was the one reading the instructions to start out and you choose like college or you choose career and on each side of the page, it was a two-page instruction sheet, there were probably, I don't know, maybe 30 instructions. And each time you moved, you had to read all of the instructions. Like, you had to read, what does it mean that we just passed payday? What does it mean that we just landed on house? What does it mean when we land on baby? You know, what does it mean when we land on the stop? And I was like, this is, this is intense. But if you ever want to find games like that, Find games that don't, that are, find games that are a little less stressful, because honestly, we weren't really enjoying the game. We were kind of confused by the instructions, and so we were kind of laughing about it, and that part was fun, that it was so intense, but we weren't really, I would say, enjoying the game. So find a game that you enjoy. I personally like Trivial Pursuit. Um, I'm not always the best at it, but I've also said this Wednesday I'm going to join well, I'm going to go to a local chess club and see if I like it. And maybe I won't. Maybe I won't like it. Um, but there's all types of gaming groups. There's all types of, um, you know, there's book clubs. There's poetry. I mean, there's all types of things. You could join an axe throwing club, you know, whatever, whatever that's technically called. I mean, there's lots and lots of avenues for things to do. You just got to look it up. Um, the other thing is obviously coping with stress. Exercise is probably one of the top five things that's going to help the most. Even just walking. Walking really will clear your mind. Um, and I've mentioned before, I might get a treadmill. And the more I think about it, you know, I, I really enjoy being out in nature. And so if I get a treadmill, I can't, I'm not out in nature. And I live really close to a park. And at the park, there's owls and deer and you know, like a million squirrels, there's, there's, there's life there, there's little animals, and there's, um, there's this really big, like, groundhog that I've seen lately, um, I mean, there's just, I like seeing all of that, there's lots of geese, there's hawks, I like, I, I like seeing all that, it's, I almost like the animals more than I like the actual nature, um, and you're also around people, it's a really big part. Um, but exercise is good. Um, I think cardio is really good if you're trying to maybe beat cravings. I recent, and that's just, 
my own experience, like a, do- a dopamine hit sort of thing when you do that cardio. And recently I met somebody and he told me that one thing that helps him beat his cravings, and your craving could be anything, it could be food, it could be alcohol. I mean, a craving is a craving. So if you're craving something, one thing that he does that he said works for him is he goes out in his driveway and he counts rocks. And I had never heard anyone say that before. And I just thought that sounds really meditative. Um, but it, I'd never heard anyone say that. And he said he just counts and he counts and he counts until the craving's gone. And I thought, you know, it, it wouldn't be the worst idea if I get a craving for whatever to go on YouTube and play logic games. Because I really enjoy watching logic games where they say things like, a shepherd has three sheep and he has to get across a pond and he can only go take one sheep at a time and all that stuff. And he can't do this and he can't do that. So then you have to figure out, you know, well, what's the answer? How do you do it? How do you get three sheep across one at a time and you can't do this and you can't do that? Or it's like two sheep and a wolf or the sheep can't be around the wolf, something like that. But those games are actually a lot of fun and there's something that gets you out of your current present state of stress you know it gets you into another realm and you know math is the same way those are two things I was never good at when I was in high school um math math is I'm really bad at math um I always have been and I think I always will be because it's not something that interests me Uh, I'm not interested in math but logic I do think is interesting um sometimes I think people can take it too far Like when I took logic in college, the teacher was so logical. Um, I don't don't know. I think there there needs to be a little bit of wiggle wiggle room sometimes. But anyway, he was a really nice guy. Um, Another thing that's good for coping with stress, obviously, support groups. And I've talked about that a lot on here. Particularly if you can have one in-person support groups to get things off your chest. And I would recommend a group that does not give you advice unless you ask for it because my group is that way we do not give each other advice unless it's asked for and everyone is quiet until that person is done talking so everybody gets their space to talk Um, and so if you can find a group like that that's very very valuable Um, I just wanted to just share a few of those you know coping skills for stress things that work for me and just recommend a couple of those um books the two books that I recommended Um, also you know I've also talked about meditation in the past so I won't repeat that Um, I've talked about the importance of healthy eating healthy eating is a huge huge thing if you're having trouble sleeping if you're having trouble again with stress if you're in trouble with your nerves um, like I do um, healthy eating is a big part of fundamentals you know, getting proper amounts of sugar in the day, not too much, but there's certain types of sugars like bananas, dark chocolate, um, certain things, if you eat them in the day, it helps you sleep better at night. Same at nighttime, if you um, drink like chamomile tea, whatever it is, I actually found a nice tea, it's, I think it's just called, it's like stress, and I think it's like stress-reducing tea, whatever. It's got lavender and something else in it. And that actually I like a lot more than chamomile tea. I'll have to mention it on the next podcast, what it's actually called. Um, But that's a lot of what I wanted to share. Um, 
you know, and if you practice faith, whatever your faith is, um, that's a huge part for a lot of people. Prayer is a really big deal for a lot of people when it comes to de-stressing, coping with stress. So I just wanted to share some of this for the new year. And I'm going to go to that class Wednesday, not the class, but the chess club. And I'm really looking forward just to seeing what it's like, seeing the age group of people who are there, seeing what they're like. Um, I think it'll be interesting. So I'll definitely talk about it. This is the Complex PTSD guy signing off.